podcast. Well, the fantasy regular season is over. Wow, what a ride it has been. It's got to be the strangest year we've ever had. Um, obviously, a little odd drafting in January. And then uh, we kicked off that super sprint of the season. Only had three months to uh, determine which of the six franchises are going to go to the playoffs and which six are going to be relegated to the toilet bowl. Um, but yeah, uh, COVID hit the league pretty hard early across the United States. Um, that was a pain in the ass as games got canceled and rescheduled. Uh, things seem to co- calm down a little bit though, as uh, they, they seem to figure things out a little bit. Um, vaccines in the, in the U.S. started to uh, get distributed more. Um, but then COVID hit our country and our city, uh, and the Vancouver Canucks obviously got, uh, the whole team pretty much got infected and that disrupted their schedule of late. Uh, so yeah, not only pandemic stuff screwing up the league, but also we had a freakishly cold winter in the state of Texas that saw their power grid, um, get so overrun that it, that, that it failed and, um, cities in Texas lost power, causing other delays as well. Um, and even today, we have a new delay. Uh, there was another uh, young young black gentleman in, in Minnesota that was sadly shot and killed by police. Um, as, as George Floyd's uh, murder, or, uh, murderers, the police that, that, that uh, killed him, are on trial in that city. So... So, so uh, another game gets canceled. God, I had a player like I mentioned before in hiding um, from uh, from from the KGB. So it's just been it's just been a strange one all the way around. Um, but yeah, uh, but but here we are uh, with the playoffs ahead of us. Man, it was crazy yesterday. What a day! There's a, the end of our season came right down to the last minute. Literally, um, never seen that before. I don't think, uh, and and uh, we're uh, we're really happy to be joined by our guest later uh, on the podcast, Mr. Michael T. Clark will be with us. He uh, was able to squeak into the playoffs with just an absolute miraculous comeback over the last month. We'll get into that. Um, but yeah, I got like I said, I can't really remember a regular season that 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 ended that dramatically. Um, but yeah, uh, in the toilet bowl, we're going to go over last week a little bit here. Um, in the toilet bowl, uh, Josh Nielsen um, and Corey and Tony stayed ahead of our commissioner, Josh Nielsen, um, and avoided the the infamy of last place. Um, but uh, but yeah, commish Josh Mammon, last place. I think that's the first time that's ever happened in our league. Um, but, uh, yeah, and, and like I said, Clark will be on here later. He played Mammon last week, so he'll go over that matchup a little bit closer. But, uh, but yeah, uh, it, it was an incredibly, incredibly tight week. Also in the toilet bowl, Dave and Cody, uh, they secured the, uh, the bye in the toilet bowl as, uh, as they barely, uh, did enough to stay ahead of Corey and Tony. That matchup sawed off 6-5. I forgot about Dre beat the palate cleansers. Um, Dave and Cody did, uh, did it all with goaltending. They took, uh, all of those categories, uh, as well as plus minus and PIMS. Um, for Dave and Cody, Drysaddle had a hell of a week. 
Um, surprise, surprise. And for Corey and Tony, Travis Konechny had, had a, a nice performance. Um, they were trying to, uh, I think they were considering moving him at the deadline, uh, but then now they're going to be arguing arguing about whether to keep him all offseason. So uh, look, look forward to that one, boys. Um, on the flip side of, of our standings, uh, Burke and DB clinched the President's Trophy, our version of the President's Trophy, the the, the regular season trophy, if you will. Um, they'll get some uh, cashola for that. Congrats, gentlemen. Uh, they they did that by absolutely crushing uh, Mr. Saturday Night, 11-1. to 1. Um, The Pokemon, I think, uh, had some visions of being able to upset uh, uh, D-Gen's fetch and uh, squeak into the playoffs a la Mike Clark, but uh, but no, uh, the, the, those hopes were extinguished pretty early. Uh, they almost won 12-0. They'll take 11-1 uh, to put a nice uh, sort of exclamation mark on a really, really strong season that, uh, from start to finish for those guys. Um, so yeah, uh, now while it was a pretty much a foregone conclusion that uh, Burke and DB were going to get a bye, and it was really looking like they were we're going to get first place as well. Uh, the second uh, place buy was up for grabs. Um, Graham was six points up on both Simon and myself, uh, and I played Graham. So uh, I had to beat Graham seven four or better. Six three would have worked as well for me, but I essentially needed to win by three wins and six points. Uh, to to uh, get by him, but that wasn't enough to like. I I also then had to beat Simon, so tough. It was tough sledding. I'd beat basically two teams. Um, I wasn't able to do so. Um, it was close. I I I had a I had a hope, but uh, yeah, my 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 pathway to be able to 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 take that amount of uh, that. The right amount of categories to beat Graham were crushed when uh, Minnesota played St. Louis and and Kakinen let in nine goals versus St. Louis. And uh, to make matters worse, Bin, uh, Binnington got the win on the other side of that. So that made it real tough. Uh, there was a way I could do it if I swung goals and one of those was a game winner. And I was only down by two or three goals going like throughout the weekend. I think I tied it up at one point. Um, and then I had uh, games in hand on Sunday, and I was kind of feeling oddly confident, um, but uh, to no avail. Pa- uh, David Pasternak really let me down. They moved him off line one for, for most of last week, and um, that didn't work too well. He didn't score all week. Um, but yeah, so uh, that, that uh, matchup with Graham ended 5-5. Uh, Simon won his matchup by a score of 7-4. So even if I were to, uh, was able to pull off that 7-4 victory versus Clarkey, Simon would have still taken the bye, uh, as he had more wins and a higher winning percentage, um, during the year. So he would have, uh, taken second place anyway, so all for naught. Uh, Simon was not the happiest camper with me, um, bugging me all weekend, uh, said I need to do more. Uh, disappointed in me, I let us both down, just really making me feel bad, but uh, yeah, Simon, uh, he'll sit in third place, Graham gets the bye, congrats uh, to Grammy for that, it's a, he can rest up this weekend, or this week, rather, um, yeah, Simon uh, falls into third place, 
uh, and I slot in in fourth place. Um, I'll be playing uh, Smolinski and Park in the first round of the playoffs. And Simon will be playing Michael Clark, who just slipped right into the playoffs. Um, now, to go over his matchups and, and Dufa and um, uh, Dufa and uh, Smoles and Cam's matchup, the Degenerated Podcast is happy to welcome Mr. Michael Clark. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Oh, God. Well, I can see you got a nice glass of red there. What do you, what, I do, yeah. What are we drinking tonight? Uh, you know, it's your classic Jail or Cab. Oh, that's um, just, you know. Stuck it in the, stuck it in the fridge uh, right before, so it's got a little chill to it. Ooh, you'd say you're watched by that wine. Oh, you know, you know it's just, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Well, we just went through... Uh, a little rundown of the league and uh, sort of what happened last week. And man, what a week it was. Uh, maybe just if you can walk us through your matchup and maybe Dufa's Smoles' matchup, your emotions, sort of how it, how it rolled out. Just walk us through that. What happened? Uh, yeah, it was pretty crazy. Like, I can't remember who I messaged. Maybe it was you or somebody, but like I, I actually felt like exhausted on, like, <laughs> last night. Like I think I went to bed at like nine o'clock last night just because I, I was it was exhausting. But you know, it's been um, man, it's just been like pedal to the metal for the last five weeks, just trying yeah. to like every every I had to crush basically every week to get in. Um, yes, and, and you know, I, I just kind of let it all out, and then. I thought, to be honest, I thought, I thought I had it in the bag on Sunday against you before that matchup. Um, Well, not, not in the bag, but I thought I was in a really good spot because I was up, what was it? 10, nothing at one point against you. Yeah, It was looking like 11, nothing for a little while there. Yeah. And then the last game of the day, Jacob Chikrin gets a hat trick trick on the last game of the day. And And I think that swung like three categories or something. Yeah, it did. It swung goals, game winners, and points, and made it nine three. A lot different yeah. than nothing. Yeah, totally. And I can't believe how happy I was with a nine three loss. I was ecstatic. Yeah. I was smiling. Well, so, uh, so going into the week, I had to, I probably had to use a couple more ad drops than would have liked against Mammon, which yep. kind of stings right now because um, you know Boston had five games mm-hmm. out of seven days, which is really rare. So, um, and I, I thought I might need some help from a PIMS perspective against Mammon. So I picked up um, Nick Ritchie because I was like, he's going to get in a scrap. He might get a goal or, or two. He, I think he's had a few power play uh, uh, power play points in there. Sure. And um, so, but now I'm like stuck with some of these guys <laughs> right now. Um, but, uh, but anyways, against Mammon. Yeah. So, um, you know, he had a really good week actually as well. Like he put up some pretty good numbers. He pulled out all the stops for you. Yeah. He, well, he told me, he told me in, in the chat, he's, he's like, I've got five, six or five ad drops left and I'm using them all on you. And I'm like, Oh, well that's, that's refreshing to hear on a Sunday night going into a matchup with the last place team in the league. Um, but yeah, no, it came, it came like right down to the wire. Um, I mean, I ended up having, I had eight goalie wins cause I just had to keep starting goalies because um, he had that shutout earlier in the week. And I, I like literally every point, like every single point I was worried about. Um, and he ended up beating me in PIMS. He got, you know, one more assist than I did. And so, um, and then he had me in game winning goals, but yeah, I came down to that predators game. And I think I had, um, he had Klingberg, um, 
who else did he have from Dallas? He had Klingberg, someone else from Dallas, and Johansson. Heiskanen. Yeah, Heiskanen, that's right. And then and I had Arvidsson. And uh, it was that was it came down to that last period. So uh-huh. yeah, and then in the other matchup, I was watching it, you know, as closely as my own, and that one kept swinging back and forth. Back and forth too. Um, I, I can't I can't remember a time when we've had a finish like that. Have, have you, Do you no, remember in recent memory? Not like, that. not like that. There were so many live things that could happen. Usually like if something's going to swing, it's like, all right, one player needs like a PIM or, or, or something like that. But there was so many variables between the, the, the multiple matchups and so many of the, of the categories were so tight that it was just like an assist here also meant a point. And then that would have swung it, uh, swung it the other way. There was yeah. an ultimate irony there, like like during the uh, oh God, Doofus, uh, Doofus probably just not going to listen to this episode. I would imagine not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's probably probably for the best, but that's okay. Um, yeah, Doofus going into that um, overtime, and we were talking about it on the chat there, like. You're right. Like Heiskanen and Klingberg were probably out there all five minutes. One of the two. If I'm Dallas, I'm I'm gonna roll basically those two D men and then two forwards the entire five minutes. Totally, totally. I know. And uh, that scared bet, the shit out of me. Like, if, if he had a uh, um, a Ryan Johansson game winning goal, he would be in the playoffs. Yep. Yep. And and guess who scored the game winner in shootout? Was it Johansson? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God! I didn't even check. Johansson. Oh, that's even more for winning the game, but not. For oh, I didn't even check. The second that is, it was like end of OT. Like, I turned that, it off. Too. I, I was like, like I passed out for like fourteen I was, hours. <laughs> I, thought, I, I saw that this morning. I saw that this morning. But crazy man, uh, an absolute week. An absolute week. We're gonna go cut right to the mailbag because because there's a question that sort of leads to that. We Perfect. Josh Bam and. Uh, um, pulling out all the stops against you. Mm-hmm. Almost like he had a vendetta or like a, he just wanted to beat. Like, why do you think Dave Paris wants to know? Why do you think Josh Mammon uh, used all those ad drops against you and didn't save him for the toilet bowl? You know, I mean, it's, it's kind of inexplicable, to be <laughs> honest. I mean, like, why wouldn't you try to win some money if you have the option of winning some money? Uh-huh. Um, I don't know. I mean, you know, I'm pretty vocal on the, the team chat. So I yeah. think, you know, there's probably a bit of a target on my back sometimes. Uh-huh. Um, I think I came out on the Sunday and I, I don't know, I said the year next or something like that. And uh-huh. so he probably got, he probably got his backup. Um, yeah. I don't know. Maybe he doesn't like my team name. I, I don't know. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Um, yeah, we thought, yeah, I was sort of spitballing with uh, DP today too. We were trying to figure it out. Yeah, I think maybe there's a little bit of like what you said before about like you being active. There's a little WWF gamesmanship sort of going on there. Like, uh, well, I don't know. It could know. have been a way for him. Like his season has been a complete dumpster fire. It has. And so maybe it was an opportunity for him to kind of redeem himself to the group of, hey, like I, I knocked Clarky out of the playoffs and, you know. I think um, that's it, and and stay out of last himself. Yeah. So he could he could have like neither of those things happened. And now you know neither, Mammon last place first time ever, and uh, and 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 yeah, you sneak in there, you sneak into that last one, but um, yeah. So, God, it was uh, let's talk a little bit about 
your ultimate comeback of a season. So I did a little bit of statistical analysis here, Clark Bar. Awesome. Now, your first two-thirds of the season, there's 12, 12 weeks in the regular season, okay? Your first two-thirds, the first eight weeks, you went 37 and 52 and seven wow. times. Wow. So, 15 games under 500, two thirds of the way through the year. Like the trade deadlines, like around like a week after that, probably. Right. And uh, so that's uh, uh, 37 wins there that you're winning 38% of your matchups. Wow. Not very very good. Now, then after that, you play the palate cleansers, take them down seven, four. Not bad. You get a win. That's a solid win. You'll take it. But then next week, Mr. Saturday Night, Jay Elliott, you crush him 10 to 2. All right. Now when I, I, I think that was the point where I, I was like, I'm not going to sell. Like, I'm, I'm going to go You're going for it. For it. it, it, it was after the 10 2 win. I was like, okay, I might have, I might be cooking here. I thought you, we, we were talking about, I thought it was a little optimistic, and I, but I, I didn't want to crush your hopes. But, uh, Man, because because then you played me next, and I was and I was kind of my team was starting to the Rangers were playing better, and my team was playing better too. And I was like, oh, I'm not, I'm not gonna pull, pull not it sure. against you. Yeah. Uh, and then and then like uh, like we said, you uh, take me down eight uh, three. Actually, there was uh, there was another stack correction or something against me, and and it ended up eight three. Um, but still, an 8-3 victory, uh, and that set you up for the final week of the season. You were down by six po- or no, seven points to Dufa, yep. and uh, you beat Mammon 8-4, and, and Dufa loses 7-4. You guys tie exactly, and you win in a tiebreaker. Absolutely. Oh, no, I think I ended up with one point more than him, didn't I? I think there was a no. I just checked today. There was some other oh, yeah. stack correction. There, wow, there must have been a stack correction. Yeah, I just saw that right now. So I ended up with seventy wins. He had sixty-eight, but he had four more ties. So I did. I won on the tiebreaker. <laughs> wow. But yeah, last night it was one fifty to one forty-nine. So, um, so so something. No Could you imagine if you went to bed last night thinking that you would bid in the playoffs, and then like there was a stack correction, and you wake up in the morning and you weren't in? I, I would have lost my mind. Okay, I so would, he got him. He must have picked up an assist, or the, at or some they, point. Yeah, or they took one away from you. One of the two. Yeah, but, you were tied for assists. And okay, interesting. But man, wow. that, is, that is crazy, though, buddy. Congratulations, congratulations. Now uh, you're up against um, Simon in uh, the playoffs here in uh, the first round. Um, now Burke wants to know. I, I I threw an idea out there to the league. I thought. Um, you know, like as as Simon and I are battling out, trying to catch Graham for that second place, it was becoming like less and less likely that I was going to do it. And then I was like, "Fuck it, whatever." I finished third. And I'm like, "Oh, whatever." I finished third, finished fourth, finished fifth. Who cares? Who got like between third and sixth? It's really not that big of a difference. So then I thought, "Hey, what if the third place team got to pick who yeah, they play?" I love that idea. Fun idea, right? Like they've talked about it in. Uh, I think they're. I think they do it in the ECHL. I think they tried it. I'm not sure how it was received or not, but whatever. Like for a league like ours, it's Might like as well. made for shit talking and made for drama. Well, if you're gonna, I mean, third place. If you finish third, like you had a fucking hell of a season. Uh-huh. Uh, if you're not gonna get a bye, you should at least get to pick your opponent. I think so. I think so. Like a bye is very nice. 
and third place is basically the same as six. So it's like, yeah, there should be like some little thing, but, but, uh, but yeah. So, so if, so Burke wants to know if just for just pretend you were able to choose your opponent out of the four or I, I guess three other teams that are in the um, first round of the playoffs, who would you choose to play? Yeah. You know, it's a tough question. Um, it's in terms of like who my team matches up best against, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it probably, I would probably say Simon Scrut team. Not, I mean, obviously they had a hell of a season this year and finished third, but um, I might, I'm, I've read pretty strong goaltending, especially I have, I have like strong goaltending with volume in a normal week. Like I could put up solid save and goals against and get a fuck ton of wins. Like I eat fucking wins last week. And then and also usually can squeeze out a shutout or two in there. And so, so he's got the abs. He's basically just got the abs goalies. And, and then, you know, the Mike Smith, like roll the dice every time he's out there. And yeah. um, so I think I can probably, I could probably just from a volume perspective, take him mm-hmm. with wins and shutouts I, in assuming a normal week in COVID situations and postponed games and all that. Sure. But um, assuming a normal week, I, I could probably get those two categories Right. And, mm-hmm. and then, and then all I have, I mean, I still gives me a shot at goals against and save, which have been pretty solid, especially with Mrazic back now. And, and um, Saros has been lights out as of late. Crazy. Um, Crazy. And Sorokin gets a start a week and he, and he puts up really good numbers too. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so anyways, I, I feel like I can probably take those just based on volume. And then I'll, I'll, you know, I have a shot at the other goalie categories and I think I've won shots on goal every week um, this year and potentially last year or close to, if not, um, I generally win shots on goal with the guys I have. And I, I actually look at that stat a lot from a drafting perspective. Sure. Um, well, guys that shoot, they're, they're also going to get more goals and they're going to get more game winning goals because of that. And then yeah. they're going to get, they're gonna well, get their spare assists too. Cause they're well, gonna, it was just, it was a stat that was added, right? Like a couple and then so yeah. I just figured like people, you know, like it was something that I was going to like, just look at more, more even like more. with like the Cam Atkinson's and guys like I tend to have, like they just tend to get a lot of shots on goal. Right. Yeah. Um, so anyways, and then you look at that and I generally win goals. Um, and I had, you know, so I figure it's just like, what categories do I stack up well against? And, sure. um, so yeah, I'd probably, I'd, I mean, not to, not, I mean, I'll probably get smoked by him now that I said that. But, um, <laughs> no, but, worries, um, no I'd probably pick his team. I mean, you know, you and I had had a matchup recently, and I mean, if, if those Rangers are going, like it's trouble. It's yeah. trouble. Fast. But if they don't go, but if they don't go, it's whatever. I'm, yeah, I, I wouldn't want to play you after the last four weeks that you had. I would want to avoid the shit out of you. So that's why I thought like Simon finished third. He should want. He should have the option to avoid the 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 freight well, train. I think anybody would pick me though, just because of my ad drop situation. Oh, there's that. There's that too. I think uh, I would make easy choice for that. Like I, I'm like willingly true. going into. The, I'm willingly going into this week with Nick Ritchie and Maxime <laughs> Comtois in my lineup. <laughs> Well, so, you never know. They could have good weeks. Well, come to just buried, and he's set up for the GWG right now. Tonight? There you yeah, go. Yeah. Yeah. There, so. there you go. Now, you mentioned your shots on goal there. Um, that was a strong category for you. You finished first in the league in total shots on net all year. So, congratulations. I think last year I did, too. 
You also finished first in the league this year in three other categories. Oh, wow. In, in total cumul- cumulative stats. Huh. So uh, that's my trivia for you. What do you think they are? A goalie wins? Goalie wins incorrect. Not goalie. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, um, so you said shots and it was a three, three other categories? Yeah. Um, goals? Nope. Fuck, I don't even know. Points? No. Jesus, game-winning goals? <laughs> no, you were right. You were your first instinct of goaltending was right. Oh wow, I didn't even even check. Yeah, so I guess I got like uh, shutouts probably, and then goals against or save. I, so I, I had the best. Yeah. Well, so it's you know, it's, I'm glad you mentioned that, Mike, because I'm really glad you mentioned that because I'm sure you comes, are. <laughs> this, well, this comes this comes full circle to the whole Austin Matthews trade. Ah, there we go. Yeah. Because, um, you know. People probably think I was a little bit crazy for that trade, right? Uh-huh. And half the time I think so as well. But what everybody needs to realize is um, prior to COVID hitting last year, my team was a fucking wagon last year. Like mm-hmm. ridiculous. McKinnon, Matthews, Bert, like everyone was, it was insane. And so I, I got rid of my top five picks to load up for the playoffs. Um, and I, I'm actually still really annoyed at how the whole thing played out because I think if everything had been a normal playoff season, I, I would have my name on that trophy right now. Yeah, you'd, be, you'd um, have that trophy right beside you as we do this. Yeah, pod. no, right. I ended up finishing – I finished second in the regular season and I finished second in the playoffs. So, like, that's obviously, like, not terrible, right? Like, that's really yeah. solid, but it's not the championship. So, But I still felt like my team was the best team um, in terms of what I accumulated. Mm-hmm. And so what happened was going into last year – I didn't have a pick until the sixth round. And it was like, and, and it was like a bunch of like 11s and like, like I like five twelfths because like, I just never negotiated the pick back. It was just like, whatever. Like, and, and, um, and, but, and so I was like, you know what? Fuck it. You know, when Burke offered me that and I looked at what goalies are going to be available and I looked at, I was like, okay, I've got Saros and Kudo and Hudobin. And I don't love, didn't love either of them, but yeah. they were serviceable, like middle kind of tier guys, probably. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, and uh, I was like, fuck it. I'm going to go. And like, if Mrazic was getting unprotected and then I really, I had my iron Sorokin from the yeah. beginning. And I, I thought I miscalculated with Koskinen, but I thought Oilers were going to have a huge breakout year and they just paid him a bunch of dough and Smith. Like, you know, I was like, I thought, he, so anyways, I was like, I'm just going to roll. I'm just going to crush goalie categories. If I'm going to draft three goalies in the first round. Yep. And I have fucking five goalies that are all keeper worthy. Now Koskinen isn't keeper worthy, but the other four, are pretty much keeper worthy goalies. And so I guess it tell, that, that shows that that trade paid off. But I told Burke and DB this in the very beginning. I said, I said, the trade's going to be better for me this year, but um, better for you every year after that. <laughs> and, you know, it turns out that it's probably better for them this year and better for them every other year. Um, but, but I mean, I, I'm just trying to kind of, you no, know, the context. It makes sense. Context. If you didn't do that, that, that move, that trade, that Matthews trade, you're really pigeonholed. Well, I don't think you would have made the playoffs. I would have been like you barely made the playoffs at, as is. Well, right? well, yeah, and, and I mean, once I got everybody healthy, you talk about those last four weeks. Like once I yeah. got my lean guys back, like I always, I had somebody out freaking constantly, and Mirazik injury really hurt me. Um, and he was looking so good to start the year. Yeah, he had two shutouts in three games, mm-hmm. and then his first game back, he had a shutout again. That's but, great. Or, but um. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I would have, I mean, I don't think I can make, even with Matthews on my team, 
I would have zero depth if I didn't pick until the sixth round. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with co- with it being COVID and not well, who knows it didn't I, even play? All of Dallas was on the shelf for a long time. You wouldn't have got games. Yeah, played. yeah. Well, and and um, I needed fantasy to like be interesting for me this year, just because it was like nothing else happened. <laughs> exactly. We so, needed so more than ever. Yeah. So I was like, fuck it, and like you know me, like I like rolling the dice. Sure. Um, and it's like whatever. Like it's not real life. Who cares? Like. Um, you know, and so it's quite the haul that I ended up with, but, um, but anyways, it'll serve them better moving forward, but it, you know, it allowed me to win those goalie categories, I guess this year. That's great. That's great. That, that actually answered one of the mailbag questions from Josh Mammon. Um, but, but he had a follow-up question. Of course, Mammon asked the question about Matthews, yes, right? Of course, right? Okay. He, no, he asked about the Matthews deal, if you would do it again. Sounds like you would. Um, now he says you've got three first rounders, like you talked about. Uh, and, and you chose, and you and you uh, drafted, like you said, a European goalie fiesta. You know, like well. Uh, well, so- first off, it was it was three firsts and a second, uh, and then it turned the seconds into two fourths, so that I had like I wanted five picks. Ah, uh, I, I wanted some. I was. I, it was the whole. It was about a. It was a depth volume play for me. So I then parlayed those two. So um, so I ended up with five players for Matthews plus. Yeah. And Forsberg. Or Plus Ehlers. Ehlers or Forsberg, take your pick. They both finished like top 20, I think. Maybe not Forsberg since he's been injured now, but they're at one point they're both 20, top 20, 25 overall um, yeah. players. Yeah. Um, and do you think, it, yeah. Guys that you draft in the first, like those, like those rounds are not usually guys you're going to drop either. Like they're rosterable. So, like, yeah, you get basically six players for one. That's starting to be a little more compelling to, yeah but to, the second to, the season's over um they win true. yeah because i'm not gonna be able to, to keep all those the volume there no you won't um no no you won't okay well which goalie speaking of keeping do you think you'll keep any of them uh, sorokin morazic or koskinen who's been the most valuable and who would you keep of those three or of the five no no of the three of those three goalies well morazic's the most valuable for sure i think on that hurricanes team but um for keeper for keeper leagues, um, I'm going to do everything in my power to keep Sorokin, um, but it's going to it's going to necessitate me, um, uh, you know, getting some assets back for some other keeper worthy goalies, or else I like, won't be able to justify it. But um, I'd like to keep him. Yeah, I think that well, that he's the goalie of the future there, and I'm not sure Barlamov's contract situation, but. I, I think he's got one more year left too, but it's only a matter. Of, it's it's when, not if. Right. Sorokin takes over, and um, his numbers are phenomenal. He's young, um, and that's a that Islanders team. Like you want, like that's a good team to have a goalie on. Have, the way yeah. that they play. Not a bad way to just like follow Barry Trotz and just draft goalies that he's coaching. Yeah, but I, I, I you know, I would have thought Saros would have been totally out of the equation. Um, but fuck, I mean, he he's been lights out and lights out too so a huge um, change for you right like like uh, nashville was hot garbage and then now they're like back in the playoff mix and they've had yeah, they're buying today like at the deadline yeah and you've done all this without forsberg he's been hurt so that's pretty cool too um yeah uh okay where where, uh, where are we here okay well Derek bloomfield wants to know we talked about the matthews trade he was obviously you you talked before on this podcast how much you loved on Saturday nights throwing on the game, you know, yep. adult beverage in hand, 
Toronto power play and just watching Austin Matthews score. So now that he's not on your team and he's on Degeneration's fetch, do you find yourself cheering for Degen's fetch at all? Um, no, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. I, didn't think I didn't think you would. I thought, hey, I, I asked. Yep, that sounds about right. That sounds about right. Um, okay, well, well, let's skip over to uh, the real NHL for a sec. Um, well, s- still keep it on the topic of hobby, ho- hockey. I want to hear um, your sort of quick takes on some of the real-life trades that happened. Um, yeah. Taylor Hall moves from uh, Buffalo to Boston for a second rounder. What do you think about that one? Oh, uh, man, I think, I think that's unbelievable value for the Bruins. Um, I do, too. For, for Hall. I, I think he fit in perfectly. And so here, here's my thing on Hall, right? Is like in Edmonton, he had to be the guy. In Buffalo, he was supposed to be the guy. Boston's Achilles heel for the last couple of years has been um, second line. Like, I mean, anything after that first line has been kind of a bit of a grab aid, right? Yeah. Um, and they're, they're good in their, in their um, bottom six forwards. Like, they play a nice rough and tumble, like the Nick Richies and like Charlie Coyles or those guys, like they're, um, sure. like the second line it's been like Krejci has been like the center of that second line for like 15 years or whatever but um, I, I feel like with Hall not having to be the guy mm-hmm. um, and how physical Boston plays and, and Hall's speed um, I don't know I, I like what a steal of a trade for Boston I think it's a really nice trade for them too given a second round pick Boston's going to be a top team that's like a garbage Heck, yeah. and fucking Buffalo kept a bunch of his salary. Um, they, no they, they could do something now where they, I agree with everything you said about Boston. Well, with Bergeron getting older and Marshawn has a lot of miles on him. And um, I mean, pass is still like, I mean, I, I can't believe how young that guy is. But like to a certain degree, they need to win in the next couple of years, I think. Yeah, they need to take advantage. Well, while, while, while they still have... Bergeron and Marchand that's this is their window I agree but they were doing something this last week I think where they put past on the second line and try oh, yeah. to get that depth past to Krejci and then have Bergeron Marchand no. if you put Taylor Hall on the second line so now you got him on left wing on line two that makes and if you want to put past down to line two now a Krejci past a Hall line looks fucking scary I'd like I would want to play against now you've got two first lines now you've got two serious, serious threats. So, yeah. uh, so, or it just gives them more options. So if you can have, yeah. I mean, I you, still keep the past to Marshawn, like that Bergeron line, like that's arguably the best line in the last decade, almost. Like, I call it the perfection line for a reason. Yeah. So I would keep that. And then I would just, and then Hall automatically makes that second line, like instead of like a two third lines, you now have a true right. second line. Yeah. Okay. And then, uh, how about uh, Manta? He goes to Washington. What did you think about that one? I thought they gave up a lot. What did I? I, I was lot. like, and Verana? Like, I, I yeah, like, Verana was a throw-in? Like, what? I know. Like, like, I thought Verana, 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 no. Manta would be, like, equal. Like, in our fantasy league, Verana was on a roster all year, and Manta was not. Well, so, Manta was on the Red Wings, but I think Manta's game is more than stats. Yes, he's probably a better all-around player for sure. Um, but yeah, the, I thought that was a lot to give up, especially after Hall just goes for a second, then a first, second, and Verano. Well, that shows you how little value Hall has. Like, oh yeah, there's probably teams out there who 
who like just wouldn't even like didn't want like I bet there's teams that just have won nothing to do with him. I um, think too. If your team's rolling, like Boston was the perfect team because they're kind of like they an edge to. playoff team, yeah. and they they might not make it even as it stands. I think they're up. They have a handful of points, and they're in fourth yeah. place. And so it's yeah. like it's a there's a perfect fit for them. But if you're in first or second in your division, do you want to throw Taylor Hall and all that baggage in and into the chemistry and, and oh, mix God. of your team? Like no you're chance. Tampa. Like t- do you think Tampa wanted that? Like no, we're the second. No. Yeah, we're, yeah. We're, so it's perfect fit, and it's perfect, I think, for for Hall too, like to go to somewhere and not be the focal point. Yes. Um, okay, let's go. Uh, uh, your bloodline, your second cousin, oh, Nick, Nick. Polino. Yeah, old Nick. Tell us yeah. about uh, Nick uh, going to. Or first of all, what do you think of the trade? And then I want to hear about Marcus. Oh man, um, I think he, like Toronto like what an awesome addition for a playoff run he's a heart and soul guy um like him and jamie ben have been the two toughest captains in the league for the last five years or whatever since Mm -hmm. nick's been captain um you know i think uh leadership uh attitude uh can put the puck in the net um like i don't think i mean if he can be your third line center look up that you're in trouble it makes the league <laughs> the other team you're in trouble yeah i like like the leafs were the favorite in the north i think before that trade and now it's like that's a nice yeah. addition i like that yeah, he brings um, all i mean tortorella loves him and that's what like that what does that tell you about how he plays yeah playoff hockey now explain to the league uh just remind them um about the the your relation to nick yeah well so nick and marcus right um their dad's mike Polino, who is yep. my mom's cousin. Ah, gotcha. So, um, and the, yeah, their dad, Mike, played probably like a thousand of games. And yeah, I remember him, Toronto Maple Leafs. Well, Sabres as well. And Sabres, yeah. Yeah, and he used to jump like after he scored. That was his um, thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so I, I, one of the two, I think it was Nick, like, kind of like did it one time after gold, like just for fun. Oh, really? Yeah, it was pretty funny. He got asked. Just like as a tribute to his dad. And then, yeah. um, you and then didn't you you were there when when Marcus Felino got drafted, right? Well, the draft was in Vancouver that year, so I'm trying oh, to remember what year it was. Long time ago, but um, the draft was in Vancouver, and um, so we, yeah, we had like a family, a couple family dinners, one at my grandma's house, and um, like the whole family was over there. So yeah, we hung out with them a couple times. That's a special moment. Yeah, he was just a young kid, right? Eighteen year old kid. He's play- and so at the time. Yeah, like they all played, went up through the Sudbury Wolves system, I think. Although Nick, I think yeah, Nick ended up playing for Team USA. In oh, wow. Years. And Marcus, I believe, played for Team Canada. Huh. I have to double check that. Yeah. Dual citizenship or something. Yeah, well, I think um, uh, I'd have to double check the, the, the dates. But I think Nick was probably born in Buffalo. And uh-huh. Marcus was born when he was in Toronto, maybe. Um, they both have dual, but I, I guess I don't think Nick was like on was going to make the Team Canada team potentially, mm. and so he went for the Team USA. I I don't know, but it's an interesting kind of dynamic. There. That's what Brett Hall did back in the day, and then that's why, and then he just stayed, kept playing with Team USA because Canada cut him originally, so he just stayed loyal that's to them. Right. Um, what do you think of the Canucks moves? Um, I mean, I said Mammoth's team is a dumpster fire. I mean. <laughs> 
It's like, <laughs> I don't even know. Like, they're just, they have, like, they've had an identity crisis for three years. This team. It looked it's, okay last in the summer. There was a little bit of hope in the summer when we beat St. Louis and kind of in moments. False hope. <laughs> false hope. Uh, we got, like, okay. it, the mismanagement. I can't think of a team in the NHL that's been mismanaged worse over the last three years in the Canucks. And I'm not just saying that because I'm here. I, I genuinely don't know if there's a team that's been mismanaged worse than the it's Canucks. Br- it's brutal. What do you think like, of that quad that trade? What like Well, I, there's gotta be something else to the story. You don't turn a Hobie Baker winner into a fourth line or like healthy scratch like platoon guy. Like yeah. unless there's a bigger story there. Well, I think um, it's COVID, isn't it? Well, yeah, you, I mean, there's got to be something there or they've just totally given up. I think I think the other thing was I think they just gave up on him being a center. I think he was too much of a liability. And mm-hmm. so if you're going to be your third or fourth line center, how can you be a liability in your own end? Yeah, you want a Nick Foligno, not a... Yeah. Uh, so that. what are the chances of him being on the top two line center for his entire career in Vancouver, the way things stand right now? Pretty much not going to happen. Zero. So yeah. it's like... What, so they they probably like maybe experimented with him on the wing. It didn't work out, and then yeah. you know he, you know his girlfriend got COVID and gave it to him, and then he gave it to everybody else, and they're like, "Get the fuck out of here." Um, I think so. I, 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 think I think that's it. And then I think like other players on the team's families started to get it. I heard someone's pregnant wife got it, and like that caused a problem. And then it was like. I think he's like a bit of a scapegoat and yeah, like you said, it just wasn't working in the first place. And it was just a reason to be like, but it's still, it's mismanagement, right? Like, I mean, you know, you, if you're looking at your players as assets, it's like, you got to know what you have and you got to try to sell at their peak value. Mm -hmm. Right. And and there was a time like last year, the year before when Godet looked like he's going to be a legit, like 20 goal a year guy. And if you had doubts about him, like being in your bottom six, then why didn't you cash in? It's the same thing for Tannen. For Tannen's had these spurts of looking really good. Um, yeah, he, and we just don't pull the trigger. And then this is it's the identity crisis thing that I have the biggest problem with because it's like you just never even know, like, are we buyers? Are we sellers? Like, um, my God, it's just ugly. The Defoli thing was, um, was just a killer. That it was a bad. total killer for us, I think. Yeah, I think that was a miss. I think he was trying to do something with that Ekman Larson deal or something, and he just like didn't talk to Tofoli like during the, an important time when you should be negotiating. Well, and and, and the Pearson the Pearson deal, uh, it it just exasperates like how horribly they've managed it. Like it's like you can't you can't give Tofoli four. I think he got four right a year Tofoli. Yeah, but like you that. can give Pearson. Pyramid Pearson is like. The poorest version of Tyler Toffoli out he there. Such a poor man's version of Tyler Toffoli. And they used to play on the same line, so it's, like, so easy. But, yeah. So, yeah, they give fucking Pearson, like, half a million dollars less. And, like, it's just I think he was just, like, money. it's like he made the wrong decision with Toffoli. So, then he's, like, on tilt. He's, like, oh, then I better fucking sign Pearson so I don't get, like, uh, lit up like the Toffoli thing again. But I think what's going to happen, I forget who in the chat said it, but it, it reeked of like Sven Barchi and like these like sh- fucking shit. There's signs. no way if, okay, let's, let's put it this way. If Pearson is your second line, is a second line winger. Top six, yeah. You're, um, anywhere. you're, you're done. Like, you're, you're not done. even a playoff team, I don't think. And 
the biggest thing I'd be worried about is this this happiness of Bo, Bo Horvat. Yeah. He's, it's like be- he's been saddled with just hot garbage his entire career, basically. Hoglander and Pearson. That's a tough like, Who the fuck are these guys? Yeah. yeah. And and it's like this is a guy who is being projected for Team Canada. Yeah. We we could use a little bit. He could use some help. I, I mean, he's, at least he's getting some power play time and he's getting some more goals. But uh, still, though, it's like yeah. I mean, it's disrespectful almost. Like they just haven't given him and somebody to work with. Uh huh. I agree. I agree. Um. Yeah. Let's uh let's shift gears a little bit. Uh, you mentioned um you were hopping on. Uh, you hopped on a little bit later. You said Bowen was playing some road hockey. How's uh how's his game coming along? Good, yeah. I, we watched uh, D two a couple of days ago. Oh, great film! And um, so with hockey season, hello. And uh, yeah, you got me. Oh yeah, no, we, I think. We oh yeah, oh yeah, no. I was saying, I was saying, we watched D uh, two a couple of days ago, and and um, you know, when hockey ended, we kind of shifted gears into baseball mode, like so. It was, uh-huh. like, all all of our free times in baseball and. Um, just to kind of get ready for the season, right? And um, but when they put D two on for him, and I think he'd seen D one a couple times, but never D two. And I'm like, D two is the best of of, like, of all. It's probably better than D one. Oh, not even close. Yeah. And um, they, yeah, they, yeah, so good. So, anyways, um, we watched that, and like, there's a lot of roller in that. Oh, uh, there is. I remember the first scene is all roller. Yeah, and then also like they go and they play like that inner city team in like South Central Los Angeles, like in the middle of the competition, and um, it's actually if you watch that movie, like the cultural like um, stereotypes in that are like they're so it's horrible. Like they're playing a team from Jamaica, and like they're all they're all like dancing to Jamaican music on the ice, and like it's really bad actually. But it's Disney. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they've had a checkered pass. Walt Disney wasn't the uh, nicest guy in the world, apparently. But, yeah, well, but anyways, we, we so he's like this morning we woke up and he's like before school he wanted to go outside and play and then after school he was playing and then after dinner he was playing and and then it's like I'm not going to be the guy to stop like as far as I'm concerned like you can play until the sun goes down right yeah, we're not there's a lot of worse so, things he could be doing yeah so. um that's where my heart. You told me you were late because Bowen was playing street hockey. I was like, take all the time you want, buddy. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. That is so wholesome. Well, and you can totally see it, right? Because like, he's at that age now where he's seven, where like you remember when you were younger and like you'd pretend to like be somebody or like in a game. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. That's like, a Russia, good... Canada, like you're doing the shootout or whatever, right? Time. You, you give yourself uh, the countdown when you're coming in five, four, oh, yeah. three. That was a good one for basketball, too. And then, oh. and then, and then, when you missed your shot in basketball, you hold the one. You're like, "What?" Yeah, you get another one. Until you Well, so for me, it was always I was either I was either being beret, like in the front of the you know in the driveway, or there's a Team Canada shootout against Russia. Uh, so that was, those are my two. Yeah. No Tyler Kennedy at that time. 
That, that was before no. Tyler Kennedy. Tyler Kennedy, Tyler Kennedy <laughs> was still getting touched by his major junior coach <laughs> at the time. So I wasn't, I wasn't really looking at... You were trying to live up to that standard? <laughs> yeah, no. No, I was happy know. being exactly where I was at the time. Oh, that's funny. Um, and, then, uh, and, and then Graham had a question for, uh, for, uh, from the mailbag, and, and you mentioned it before. How's Moses doing? Great question. Um, well, he's super high on CBD right now. As of this oh, second. that's good. Um, I gave yeah. him a double dose today. Um, he's doing okay. Yeah, he's getting a little um, a little old now. Uh, he just turned nine, which is really old for him, for how big he is. Because uh-huh. so his his joints and everything are just kind of falling apart, like having trouble getting up off of like hardwood and stuff like that. So I just keep him. I keep him and I heavily medicated at all times. <laughs> <laughs> No, actually, so I give him human grade, human grade CBD, and and every night before bed, I give he gets um whatever like uh, a full dropper, sometimes a little bit more, um, uh-huh. and and I give myself a little dropper too, just so he's not part. I don't, you know, you never want to be the guy who's partying alone, right? <laughs> they call him man's best friend for a reason, you know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So so like yeah, I'll be like Sarah, I'm just going to get you know moses some more cbd oil she's like okay and like it's like 400 dollars bill at like the dutch cannabis place or whatever and it's like just gummies like everywhere and i'm anyways I digress. someone said pets are expensive but yeah you didn't think it was because you said yeah. that that wasn't said by somebody <laughs> whose pet is a drug addict <laughs> oh that's good stuff all right do you want to stick with us while we do uh the top performers i'd love to this kid. Kid is a fucking stud. Kid's a fucking beauty. Fucking look at this kid. Fucking love this kid. Kid lights lamp. Hashtag lamp light. Easily lamp. Don't give him too much space, buddy. He'll dangle. He'll dangle all the fucking way to outer space. All right, starting off with defenseman. The third best defenseman from last week. He belonged to... You're going to like this one, Clarky. He belonged to Smoles and Cam. Uh, and he scored oh. a really big goal for you against dufa oh shit who was it again? oh um a shitlock yeah shitlock ryan shitlock ryan Poolock. um god that was the best that was the best that that was like i couldn't believe it i couldn't believe it i like i i was looking at that stat tracker and stuff so much that i'd almost my brain almost started to work like it was it was it was able to calculate it like Real time. In real time, just because I had my, my phone, I didn't have the real stat tracker. And then Dave asked about the real time stats. So I'm like quickly doing it. He's like, does that include Smoles' game winning overtime goal? I almost had a fucking heart attack. I couldn't I like, believe it. I actually had come, I, I, I was such a roller coaster. At that moment, I thought I might be done. Oh, yeah. You were in a bad spot there for a second until that yeah. goal, basically. That that goal saved it. So uh, Pollock, yeah, he had one goal, two assists. Three points, a plus three, the game winner that we just talked about, and 11 shots on net. Second best defenseman from last week belongs to Hans Grubauer, Mr. Adam Fox in the New York Rangers. He's been very good. Um, one goal, three assists, four points, plus two, four pims, two power play points, seven shots for, for uh, Mr. Fox. And the best defenseman from last week belongs to you. Oh, um, Latang. You got a thing for Chris Letang. One goal, five assists, six points. One power play point, 10 shots 
you know, I I would probably would have dealt him to you. You, you would have, huh? Probably. You, you were asking quite a bit, and I was like, ah. Well, I, I decided that I, that nurse was going to be my keeper next year. Um, yeah, he probably should be. He probably should be. You're not going to keep the tank. The tank's good when he plays, but when he gets, he just gets hurt too much. Uh, well, a so. nurse this year, he's like, I think he's like 30th or something overall. Like he's having an insane year. This and year. he's not even playing power play one. Yeah, he's 36 overall rank. In the That's F. insane without that power play one work. If Tyson, if Tyson Berry gets hit by lightning or something, he'd probably well, be the he best. He won't be there player. next year. That's true. He's a free agent. Unless Edmonton resigns him. Wow. Um, let's talk about goalies. Or I'm sorry, uh, forwards. Uh, where are we here? Uh, the the third best forward. Wow, a star studded, star studded top performers from uh, the forwards. So, uh, sometimes there's uh, some weird dudes that slip into there. Not this week. The third best uh, forward from last week belonged to Stack and Chips, Mr. Brad Marchand. Two goals, five assists, seven points. He had a plus three, four pims. A power play point, two game winners, and 12 shots on net. The second best player from last week belongs to you again, Mike. Yeah, well, that's probably he's got to be either Bergeron or McKinnon. They both, I think, had seven or six or seven points. It's McKinnon. He had uh, three goals, four assists, seven points. Good call. Plus two, uh, four pims, four power play points, 18 shots on net. Man, that guy fires the puck a lot. And the best player from last week. You you used to own him. We've talked about him a little bit um, previously. Now on Degeneration Spatch, Austin Matthews. Six goals, two assists, eight points, plus three, two pims, a power play point. Game winner, 14 shots on that. You know, I did get um, – I treated Hellebuck straight up, I think, for Matthews. Interesting. Interesting. I think everybody forgets that. You did, yes, that's true. That's true. And uh, hey, speaking of Hellybuck, he was the third best goalie last week for, uh, for, for David Cody. Everything you touch just turns into fucking gold after they leave your team. Um, I forgot about Dre. Uh, Hellybuck, he had three wins, a 159 goals against average, and 939 save percentage. Wow, that, that, those are insane numbers. Beautiful segue for me, Clarky. Thank you. Um, the second best goalie from last week. Uh, Fuck, I still don't know how to say it. Ned uh, Ned Jelkovic in Carolina. In Carolina, he had he only played once, but he got a shutout. Um, his I his, know he's against me, fucking asshole. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's it, it. I always think it's funny when like you when the guy you're playing has the backup goalie of a team that you normally cheer for. He's the third goalie. <laughs> no, he is. It's it's. Mrazic, Reimer, and then this fucking garbage from Siberia, where the fuck he's from. Okay, and the best goalie from last week belonged to Simon Lawrence. This is a weird one. Uh, I don't even know his first name. Jonas Johansson? Jonas Johansson? Something like that? JJ. Uh, Hans Grubauer. He had two wins. Goals against average of .9. Uh, 963 save percentage in a shutout. So, that, wow. so there we are. There we are. Um, how are we looking for... Uh, the matchups this week before we go looks like um i'm losing to uh taxi cab confessions it's early but i'm down seven one an absolute garbage uh first day for me uh you're up five four over simon uh not bad there uh, and in the constellation bracket 
Uh, stacking chips is up 8-2 over Saturday night. And the palate cleanser is up 4-3 over the prices, right? Um, and that's about it. That's about it. Thanks, Michael Clark, very much for uh, thank you very much for joining us on the Degenerated Podcast. Anytime. Absolutely. Glad to be here. To my, my, yeah. my friend. Best of luck to you in the playoffs. And yeah. uh, you know I'll what? See you in the final. See you in the finals, buddy. And uh, speaking of luck, best of luck to everyone, except for Cam and Smoles, uh, as they go through the first round of the playoffs. And until next time, we go! We go!